everyone, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. I don't have a clever opener. And Barra. <laughs> I don't either, but my voice is buttery smooth. Mm. Oh, this jazz is so smooth. I'm just sliding out of this chair. And you oh, made it so weird. Smooth. So the Spoiler Cast is your look at kind of... Uh, either a video game, movie, TV show, something that we've experienced recently and want to spoil for you, talk about, um, yeah, and, you know, in full, discuss full spoilers. Uh, It's kind of an opportunity for you, the listener, if you've seen, played, experienced, uh, whatever it is we're talking about, to sort of join us and kind of compare your thoughts with ours. So... We'll um, be dancing around the issues here. Yes. We're going straight in. Head first, through the glass, onto the floor, grinding our face against the walls. It's all good. Yeah, and the interesting thing about the what we're going to be spoiling today, which is Spider-Man Homecoming, is that it's actually a movie with a decent amount of spoilers. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a non-Pixar movie, there's actually a decent amount of important stuff that happens in the movie that's not apparent in any of the trailers, yes. which is uh, nice because a lot of big... Big budget movies tend to just spoil a lot of what is important, like uh, spoil a ton of their beats in their trailers. That's not the case for the Spider-Man movie. Um, it's actually very good on that. In fact, this is one of those movies that the trailer has moments or almost doctored scenes that are either non-existent in the movie mm-hmm. or totally played out differently in the movie. Uh, like which, which I felt was interesting. Which ones? Um, well, so uh, we'll probably we might talk about the. Um, the fairy scene, right, mm-hmm. which is totally portrayed differently in, oh, yeah. the, in the oh, movie yeah. trailer than, than, right. than actually yeah. happens in the movie. We're totally right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, excuse me, fresh lemonade. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, I'm drinking O'Doul's, which I'm the only person here who finds tasty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the moxie of non-alcoholic beverages, but uh, you you also don't like moxie. No. Moxie is such an old man drink. Yeah. It really Am I is. just like a 70-year-old man, oh. old man who just loves video games? Yes. <laughs> All right. Good to you know. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so so um, before we get into Spider-Man, though, another movie which I didn't see but want to see, and we're not going to spoil it, so don't worry about it. No spoilers. Um, that just came out recently is Baby Driver. Yeah. And did you both? I know Barra had a chance to see it. I have not had a chance to okay. see it either. My car is in the shop. Okay. And so even me being able to, like, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, which oh. is what we're going to talk about oh, next, wow. most likely. Okay. Then. Um, because I haven't been able to get to the movie theater because my car is in the shop, and so I've been doing around with family transportation. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Getting to see Spider-Man was like a... I have a very brief window, and thank God there's a show within that window. Well, depending on depending on what happens here tonight, we might have time. We'll yeah. talk about that after. But, Definitely. But um, we're not going to do a spoiler cast on that movie, probably. But, Bear, what were your thoughts on Baby Driver, I guess, just for... While we're, while we're at it. Baby Driver is quite a good movie. Um, it has, you know... it's Ed, Edgar Wright's probably my favorite person and director working right now. And it's absolutely excellent from his end. Uh, he did, you know, for those who don't know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, mm-hmm. The World's End. All of those are excellent movies. Um, this movie is not as good as any of them, but it's not that far behind. And more importantly, it also is a stylistic break. Uh, something that's interesting about those movies, and one thing that's just like a like signature of a lot of vintage Edgar Wright, is a lot of those fast takes it's like seat 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 and there's no expectation just like one second one second one second one second and now we're in another scene 
Um, this actually doesn't really have that. Instead, it just has a lot of like long takes, like five minute shots of just continuous motion. Hmm. And not just for driving. Some of the best scenes are just this uh, Ansel Eggler who plays Baby, the main character who's like a early 20 something uh, protege uh, getaway car driver just like walking and getting coffee. That's the opener and it's amazing. S- sidebar. Yes. Is he going to be Han Solo in the new I think he is. Movie? Oh my gosh, I think he <laughs> is. I, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, well, interestingly enough, up. And interestingly enough, Donald Glover is going to be Lan- young Lando Calrissian and he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. Donald Glover, uh, so Andrew Elgord is good at this. Um, he doesn't really give you much of a sense, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, about how good he's going to be in the head solo role just because a lot of like baby and this is him being very like just like kind of a a sphinx where people i'm I'm cribbing this from one of my favorite movie critics but um bob chipman but like you know there's a lot of people do i agree with it after i saw the movie that it's uh it ascribe a lot of the characters that ascribe a lot of meaning to baby he's kind of like a blank slate to folks so he's kind of like that classic um just you know no nonsense very few lines type type hero person except as like a, a dreamy young person uh like a silent protagonist in a jrpg <laughs> sort of but so that, so with, I, with, with but with talking so, so you know what that reminds me of is final fantasy 12 they just had a remaster just came out too i've yeah. got it here i just started playing it today oh yeah yeah well because so final fantasy 12 is one of my favorite final fantasies yeah um and the problem is that it came in at the tail end of the PS2. Yeah. So it kind of died off really fast. My other big complaint for it was that all the characters were kind of the same. Well, especially by the end. But they fixed this because that wasn't the case in the Japanese version. Oh, really? The US version had basically the like class system completely oh, stripped right, out of right, it. Yeah. And every character was given the same license board. Wait, 12 is Fran and Balthier, which everybody played non-stop in G2. Yeah! When we went to college together at the Gamer Hall, everyone was playing that game. So I've never played it, but I've seen all the cutscenes. Yeah, that's why I've stopped playing. But Vaughn... That's his name, right? The main Vaughn. character. Yep. He's sort of very similar to the to, to Ansel's character yeah. in Baby Driver, where he has lines, he has a character, but really the story is told from the perspective of the other characters, and he's just sort of your vessel into that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, one thing that's also. I mean, I, I would say maybe ten was a little closer to that. But okay, well, with Titus, but I would say on this turns of yeah, literally, it's, it's, it's sort of like that. It's a lot. I mean, one movie that you're gonna compare this a lot to if you see the two of them is Drive. Oh yeah, okay. Um, he's he has a number of similarities <laughs> with the character of the driver in Drive. The difference is that like, so this is a good movie. Drive is a great movie. I would say even like a stone cold modern mm-hmm. classic. Um. It's interesting because you know that director's done stuff since, and he hasn't really seemed to really have done anything that is like that kind of lightning in a bottle type situation. Um, Drive does a lot of thing, so Baby Driver is a lot more like is a lot more classically fun and peppy and upbeat and optimistic, and less good in terms of like accurately portraying how like like Baby Driver is a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it, but there are plot holes. There are mm-hmm. plot holes, and upon plot holes. And they don't detract from the movie, but it stop. But those plot holes, I think, stop it from being a great movie. Also, the way the criminals are in this, uh, they're definite. They're a very loose Kennedy, and they kill lots of people and such, which and unnecessarily even. And it's just like a lot of the criminal logic is a heist movie. A lot of it is just like, why did this happen? This makes no sense. Hmm. Whereas it with Drive, everything 
makes sense and the criminals are generally acting like actual criminals which you know <laughs> so well it's it's an interesting thing that with armed robbers traditionally um successful armed robbers don't kill people a lot of time a lot of the great ones actually didn't even have bullets in their guns and such because the whole idea is like no one really cares if you take a lot of money from a bank but if you kill somebody they'll hunt, hunt you down bonnie and clyde is at were actually very big um they were outliers because and they got a lot of heat because they killed people but a lot, but the people who made the who made the most money or like stole the most stuff, mm-hmm. like they would just steal stuff and then get out. Uh, whereas <laughs> is that these people are a lot more. There's the criminals are a lot more violent and a lot more erratic than you'd expect, especially from Kevin Spacey's character who hires them out, who is a very by the books professional like boss type person who you would assume would then get a reliable professional by the books crew. Mm-hmm. So that was like a little tiff that the, my my girl and I had, but like. It's still a good movie. You should see it. And the most important thing to me about Baby Driver is is that it's making money, which means that Edgar Wright will get to keep on making movies, and he's going to continue to have creative freedom. Because this is something where he had a lot of creative freedom, so much creative freedom that he changed up his whole style, and it paid off. He's... He's going. Studios will continue to fund him. They won't do a Ridley Scott on him, where they like recut his movies and do all that shit, and just like keep on holding on. This basically allows Edgar Wright to run free and hopefully work with Simon Pegg next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but here's the important question. Yes. Who would win in a road race between Baby, mm-hmm. uh, Takemi Fujiwara, the main character of Initial D, and um, and Dom, aka um, from Fast and the Furious. From Fast and the Furious. In a road race between the three, each of them with That's their Vin signature Diesel. cars. Vin Diesel, by the way. Vin Diesel, yes. Um, I don't in their know signature the... cars, who would win in a road race? I don't know the anime. Um, so I'm going to assume that wins. No. <laughs> so all you need to know about Initial D, Takemi Fujiwara, is that he is the king of initial drifting. Okay. He drives a Toyota AE86. Okay. Which he always wins with, despite it only having a 112 horsepower engine. Uh, he trained by driving mountain roads while delivering tofu. Okay. And he once drifted so hard, he stopped a sexual assault. Okay, so here's the thing. Drifting doesn't actually make you go fast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it helps you not wreck when you're doing narrow turns. But if we, but for best drifter, you can, he's not necessarily going to win it. Um, I would say that both Dom, from the little I've seen the Fast and Furious movies, both Dom and also the baby they have a lot of plot armor and such that makes their stuff go happen i would give it to dom though simply because he's done seven movies of plot armor and he has come up without a scratch and he also has a whole crew that would probably just like sabotage baby who will be competent uh, who here's, competently here's what i'll do yes here's what i'll do i will post a survey on our website at threeheadedboy.com. <laughs> so you can all vote underneath on the, the spoiler for this episode of the spoiler cast. You can find it there if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, where you can also find us. Um, and you can comment below with if your. If there's a survey, though, I'm going to put a fourth person in there, and I'm going to say the driver simply because the driver from Drive would just kill everybody. Okay. So like, the- he has the killer instinct that I think Dom, for all his blustering lacks, Baby certainly doesn't have it, and drifting will not stop well, the driver's here, relentless bullets. Well, here's the thing. That, 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 <laughs> the other thing, too, is that everyone... The way Takemi wins most races is that everyone underestimates him, and then he comes from fucking nowhere because he's so good at drifting and everything that he can basically maintain top speed through every curve. I mean, to be in fair... In a drag race, he, in a straight drag race? <laughs> no, he'd lose because he's driving a Toyota AE86 with 112 horsepower. Yeah. 
Um, but it's because he can basically navigate through everything at top speed. Mm-hmm. That that's where, like, basically every race is, ha, there's no way he'll beat me in that old clunker. I'm way ahead of him. And then all of a sudden he's right there behind you. And you're like, what the? Impossible, Nani. And then he passes you. Maybe. Because he drifts through the inside and takes over. So now that I've personally derailed this conversation twice by bringing <laughs> yeah, up not only maybe. Baby Driver, but also <laughs> Final Fantasy XII, let's, let's pump the brakes <laughs> and, and spin back around. Multi-podcaster drifting. Yeah. <laughs> and, Impossible! And, <laughs> and spin back Engage around. Engage the Eurobeat! <laughs> to the, uh, to the uh, subject at hand, which is Spider-Man Homecoming, which... Um, Spider-Man. It's ironic that you're talking about how he, you know he'll Edgar Wright will have creative freedom to continue making kind of different original movies. Now, in what the period of 15, 20 years, we have three Spider-Man reboots. Yes. Um, yeah. So first thing I just want to say is uh, big props to Marvel for being like we're not going to touch his his backstory. Mm-hmm. We're not going to touch on Uncle Ben and great power, great responsibility. We're not going to do. We were just going to just say, nope, he's Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for a while. Life is good. Give the world more Marissa Tomei. That was, that oh, was basically. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> I think. Um, so, like, we're not going to bother. Is this I, I hope whoever I marry is, looks that damn good at her age. Because <laughs> the thing was is that they didn't even really have her made up at all. Yeah, it's no. just like, they basically just like, hey, it's your hot aunt yeah. who doesn't wear makeup, but it's just hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, I also do like that Aunt May is kind of younger in this. Because yeah. traditionally her being an old woman was always kind of weird to me. Because it's like, you're his mom's sister. How much older than his mom are you I just when assumed, you're in high school? Yeah, 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 I just, yeah, yeah. to be honest, I just assumed Aunt May meant great Aunt May. Like, because of how old yeah. they were, I just assumed that he was living yeah. his great aunt and great uncle. And I don't know the comics. Do any of us know the comics? Really? I've read, I mean, I've, I, you know, I've, I've, read, I've read Spider-Man sporadically. Um, I also looked at some of the original comics, too. Um, the interesting thing is, is that if you look at original <laughs> Superman, it's amazing. You look at the first run of Spider-Man; it's kind of terrible. A lot yeah. of a lot of the great no, no, a lot of the stuff about Spider-Man that like we love is really how the character was built up over the years <laughs> and such. And I, I first learned about Spider-Man because literally one of my friends' uh, dads told me oral history stories about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's kind of had this lot has this like kind of larger than life situation, but. I guess what I'm saying is, like, looking back in the original canon is not how you get pure distilled Spider-Man. How you get pure distilled Spider-Man, honestly, is when you look at, like, good, better comic book writers than Stan Lee. I appreciate what you did, Stan. I love your cameos. Thank you for helping to create all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, But there are better comic book writers than you. Don't destroy me. Um, Then when they work with it, like, I mean, like, the stuff I remember reading in the 90s from Tom DeFalco, I will always have a big, big, big big, uh, thing in my heart for uh, but yeah, anyways, I just derailed that conversation. No, 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 no we're yeah. talking Spider-Man. No, we're still talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're right. So um, the one thing that I think is interesting, though, and then I'll dig off the mic, is is that uh, Spider-Man, this is actually the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they got to use an A-list superhero from their own stable. Or really just any A-list superhero. Mm-hmm. Because before the MCU, well, you I... think of Marvel, who's the most popular Marvel hero by a mile? Spider-Man. Yeah. Who is the next five popular heroes? Members of the X Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'll say, say first, standalone. 
I w not necessarily I would say A-list because there are other like A-listers, but I would say first standalone because Captain America has has also had a very long history. Captain America is like Wonder Woman though. Captain right. Captain America, which is, we will talk about when we talk about the Wonder no, Woman. No, we movie. will, and that's no shade to Wonder Woman. In many ways, it's yeah. a shade to our culture slash comic books today. But yeah. like Wonder Woman is a iconic portion of DC. She's part of the big three. She's yeah. kind of part of the big three because she's Wonder Woman. So of course she's part of the big three. Captain America is important to the Marvel continuity yeah. because he's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> it's less because people care about him unless they're specific Captain America nerds, which then you realize that Captain America is this lovely, lovely, soft-hearted liberal epitome of everything that's good about the, of the, about the United States. Unless we're looking at the ultimate line, in which case, fuck off, Mark Millar, you didn't get the point, you fucking Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't have much love for you. Uh, but it, although Superman Red Sun no. was pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, but Spider-Man is definitely the the Marvel, like, darling. Yeah, and this is like, and, and you know, and you could even, like, maybe have made an argument in terms of Fantastic Four in terms of being A-list, not for the heroes themselves, but since Doctor Doom is probably their yeah. best villain. Mm -hmm. Like, It's now, just a shame that none of the movies have ever done him properly. Right, but Doctor Doom is still like the hands-down best supervillain in the Marvel stable, and they can't use him. So they couldn't yeah. use their best villain, and they could, or besides maybe Magneto, uh, like they could use that. Or there's a lot of great villains from this. Um, they could use Silver Surfer as well. Similarly, like they had basically had to start out with people who are essentially like either not big or nostalgia. The one other thing would maybe be the Hulk, mm -hmm. who is like big, but they never managed to make a good Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, but I don't know. We'll figure that out at some point. But it's amazing that to me that they built up the MCU without having access to their most beloved franchise members beforehand. And now, this time, this movie, they have access to the number one. Yep. Anyways. And it's just a shame episode. it's such a bad movie. Oh! Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! So, <laughs> I will say... So, here's what I'm going to say. Spider-Man Homecoming... Good movie. My least favorite Marvel's Universe movie. My least favorite movie in the MCU right now. Elaborate. So yeah, go elaborate. go for it, Tris. Yeah. So I definitely you know, I definitely laughed. I definitely had some entertainment. I felt the use of music was not as on point. Like I felt it was trying a little too hard to follow like Guardians. Yeah. In terms of like how it used music, but mm -hmm. it didn't pull it off. Uh, the movie was very awkward. Which I appreciate because it's Peter Parker as a teenager, <laughs> and that's a really awkward time. But as oh, a dude, movie, the, the scene with the uh, where he where uh, Ned's on the computer and and the woman asks him what he's doing. <laughs> I, I, I think I laughed for like four minutes after that. I think I laughed for a straight four minutes after that scene. I just kept thinking about it as like he was fighting crime oh. or something. I just burst out laughing in the theater by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like that, so, so I, I felt the music the music was, wasn't as good. There were a lot of just really kind of awkward scenes, mm. which I, again I, I, I get, but it still made watching it kind of threw that off a little. Um, what was up with the final after credit scene? Oh, I didn't get that far. So oh, delightful! I loved it. Well, except that it's it's. Captain America talking about patience and waiting so long for something only to have it turn out not to be as good as you thought it would. It was a joke. They trolled the audience. They right, rip-rolled right, right. the audience. But I'm like, but, but <laughs> I can help but feel, is that, are you talking about the movie I just watched? 
Or are you talking about the fact that oh, I just sat through? Oh, like did you? Th- that's what that was the first thing that got came hot to my mind. Fire! I was like spitting oh. hot fire. I was like, was that Captain America just dissing the movie I just sat through? Because we waited so long for pe- for Spider-Man to get back to Marvel, and it wasn't as good as we thought it would be. Or was it the fact that I just sat through all of the uh, credits for the final scene, and the final scene isn't as good as I thought it would be? Either way, it's a really weird message to end your movie on. I think it was supposed to be the later, but you are using it to mean the former. And there's some a little bit of hot tri- fire truth to that. Um, but uh, Dan, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I think it, it's hard to define the movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And every attempt they make to tie it to Iron Man and Captain America, I feel is is really super forced, but, mm. yeah, but in a way that I haven't felt in any of the other movies. Yeah, like, where where there's it's always a little ham, it's always a little like ham-fisted. Yeah, ham-fisted and in there. In this movie, it's like. Might as well not even be there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I did like them trying to use Tony Stark as a sort of mentor figure. Like, like I think that's like a really, I think, I think Tony Stark with Peter Parker because they're both kind of, you know, they're both really brainiac kids. I think is a good pairing, but the execution of it, I felt, was done not very well. So I'm trying, I'm trying to think about if the movie needed it, right? Yeah. D- there's a lot of scenes about it for sure, but did the movie need? Iron Man or Captain America or the Avengers building or any of those things to really make it work. I mean, I, I know the storyline they're they're right. robbing from the Avengers tower and but I mean you could replace that with something else and mm-hmm. they, that they could be robbing from um, or they could even leave that part in and that's okay. All the rest of it, I, I'm wondering if it even needs to exist. So I have some very specific feelings about Tony St- about Iron Man and Tony Stark in this movie and also about the villain. Baradu now is using quote marks of this yeah. movie as the vulture, which I'll say this was for for me this was not the worst of the uh, this like Iron Man two is far worse than this movie by far. Um, <laughs> Iron Man two is boring, and this movie well there were notes of it that has Michael Keaton thank goodness, mm-hmm. and I actually like this one a lot better than Avengers Age of Ultron, which had a lot of that same ham fisted tying in. The ham-fisted tying in actually was probably the worst part because you know Tom Holland was good, was quite good as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, say you know that the same he pretty much filled in on the same promise you got from uh, his thing in uh, Winter Soldier. No, sorry, in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So and so and similarly, you know, there's a there's a lot a lot of good there's a lot of good elements to his uh, to his performance, and of course, give me more Marissa Tomei any day, <laughs> but. Here's what I think. I honestly think that in this movie, Tony Stark is like the actual villain in it. Yeah. And unfortunately, people will probably come with think pieces on it. Um, so I'm not the first one to come to this. But I, I actually, I think I have a view in more things. It's like I also think the Vulture is a pseudo hero. In yeah. <laughs> well, he's so. So I, I will say I really like the Vulture. The Vulture was amazing. Yeah. Hey, Without the Vulture, design. this movie, I would definitely say this was the worst, but yeah. worst uh, of the Marvel movies. I, the Vulture just kicks it up a whole notch. Oh, yeah, though. I loved his design. Yes, like I love the sort of, I, I love the fact that like the traditional like Vulture like fuzzy neck piece in this was no, it was, it was the collar of his of his jacket, his mm-hmm. sweet ass leather jacket. Th- jacket, right? <laughs> yeah, that uh, was. I want that jacket. That's why I left the movie. That was my takeaway. <laughs> like, like he did a fantastic job playing him. Like you. And he, he's an underdog villain. 
Yeah. You know, that really he he's just trying to provide after getting absolutely shafted by the Avengers. And not only that, the movie essentially it's like it's not because a lot of times you have villains with sympathetic uh, with sympathetic motivation, you see, like, but they went off in the wrong path. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, classic one is Mr. Freeze oh, in yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. Like, he is legitimately, they killed his wife, and then he's trying to avenge them and bust it, and he's like, revenge, revenge! And then Batman's like, no, justice. And it's like, Batman's doing things the right way. Vulture, I mean, he's doing, he's, sell, he's selling doing... weapons to criminals is bad. Right. But he was literally forced into this line of work by Tony Stark colluding with the government... And then also, if you didn't notice, just like really promoting all, so much automation stuff as well as like kind of a side piece mm-hmm. that no one's even flying his flipping pa- plane. Tony Stark is lottie dotting throughout the world, oh, yeah. um, destroying jobs and uh, destroying jobs and he, shutting people out and not caring about who he steps on. Yeah. The well, Vulture's whole speech was at, with, to, to Peter uh, <laughs> in that in that building where he said like guys like Tony Stark don't care about us like. That was awesome and amazing because yeah. it was true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vulture, Vulture's a blue-collar villain yeah, is what yeah. he is. It's really yeah. what it is. Um, it reminds me of the... There's a lot of parallels to draw to Heath Ledger's Joker, I think, in The Dark Knight. In terms of, like, the stealing of the show, hands well, down. Well, not only that, but I, I also think in the fact that there's a lot about it that isn't villainous. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yes, they're, they're, he's committing a crime. Yeah. He's right. doing things that are could be considered villainous, but the acts aren't really that villainous when you really... Yeah, and he could really be doing... And layers. he could be doing them... M- much worse. Right. Like, like all of his, like basically all of his theft as the vulture hasn't directly harmed any people. Yeah, the only person who well, dies that, is his... Yeah, exactly. He kills somebody. Well, he, but he that was an all, also an accident and also within... No, that, A is It was an accident. B, he was threatening to turn them all in. And the C portion of that is that that also relates into like, when we were talking about Baby Driver about like, you know, how criminals have yeah. certain codes and such, it's yeah. like, you know, the mob, like, the mob and, like, different criminals, professional criminals, they'll kill each other. But, mm-hmm. like, killing random yeah, civilians, killing uninvolved people is verboten. Mm-hmm. And that was actually something that you saw about the... Like, they operated, like, a realistic crew mm-hmm. of people who are, like, we're professional, we're not trying to draw attention to each, to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the only real violence we're putting into people is people who are getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he even gives Peter the opportunity to, to walk, walk away. away. Just, yeah. like, totally yeah. Yeah. walk yeah. away from this life, don't look back, and... And we let- will be cool. <laughs> Actually, the biggest potential loss of life, which is a freaking miracle in plot armor that didn't happen, is was when Peter, Peter crashes the plane... No, not the crash of the plane. That was when Peter Parker split the Staten Island ferry in half trying to stop a weapons yeah. deal. He, <laughs> people should have died in that. Well, they did well, here, it because of Plot Arbor. Well, here's the thing, but though. They died. Is that the ferry? That's one boat's worth of people. That plane crashed very, yeah. very close to an amusement park. To Coney Island. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, entirely. yeah. Also that. Yeah. yeah. No, if, just, if, you, if <laughs> Peter not? had just let the vulture do his job... <laughs> Yes, and like like all the let the, the vulture do his job. Peter endangers many more people than the vulture does. In the he family. does, and but what I find is interesting to me about a lot of this is that even though you sympathize, at least for me, I sympathize with the vulture a lot more. Which I don't now think that that was. Necessary. I think they were supposed going for the vulture is like more like Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. but I think also just because Tony Stark is such a dick and an irresponsible dick in this that it was more just like tilted the other way. 
But I didn't really dislike Peter. Like, Peter, you saw, oh, yeah. is a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> He's made a, some mistakes. A 15-year-old kid who doesn't have this clear a view of the world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, this hot taste I read, which is actually on Vulture, was like, yeah, the best thing he did yeah. was actually turn down Tony Stark's offer to work for him. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, this is actually a good idea. Yeah, and, and because I don't think there will be a better <laughs> spot to bring this up, I think one of the other things that humanizes the Vulture is the big, big plot twist of the movie. Yeah, the huge yeah. plot twist, which, which, is, which, which is, was not, I guess. I didn't it. get spoiled. I, I, I it did, wow. No, no. So it did not get spoiled for me. It did mm-hmm. not. I did not see it. Coming. When when the door op- when Peter goes to Liz's house and the door opens and it's Michael Keaton. My first thought was, oh shit! He figured out who Peter is and has gotten to Peter's crush and is waiting for him here so that he can ambush yep. Peter. No. That yep. was my first thought. Well, and it's like, nope. Hey, come so on in. So for those of you who haven't been paying attention, um, the Vulture. Played by Michael Caden is his is Peter's crush's dad. Dad, right? And not only just dad, but not abusive dad, like good dad, He's a good loving dad, dad right. providing yeah. dad. And I think, and the reason I wanted to bring it up now is exactly what Cherson said, which is that as the viewer, especially if you don't see it coming, your yeah. first gut reaction was the same one I had. Which oh yeah. Is, what did he do? Did he kill or capture Liz? Is right. What, how, are they are they tied out? up in yeah, the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> how did he find out where Peter's crush lived? And how do you find out that he was right. that he was Spider Man? But because it's just such a, a movie trope, right? But he's just a dad. He's just a dad. <laughs> hey, how about <laughs> You're looking pretty pale. You doing okay? Actually, <laughs> and like not even just like a good dad, like but also like a fairly cool dad. Like yeah. cool yeah. and like still still a dad. So still yeah. like fairly joy. But like yeah. the whole thing was like you want a bourbon scotch. It's like I'm too young. Drink. That's the right, right answer. answer. <laughs> like that was like totally just like yeah, yeah. classic cool yeah. dad move. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I almost wonder if they filmed that scene first. Before they filmed anything else, just to <laughs> humanize it further, like before he turned into the vulture, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I don't know what the. I don't know if they because like Tom Holland throughout that, who does a good job with this, well, he's know, like petrified. He's petrified. He's like, I am shitting myself yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's and uh, the other thing was is that this whole movie did a very good. Probably of all the Spider-Man movies, it got New York, and especially New York as a young person, better than anything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. with the exception of getting a sandwich for $5. Yeah. That yeah. $10 sandwich is what you would get yeah. as a deal. <laughs> yeah. That's a steal right there. That has the hot ant discount on it. Yeah. Like, you try to go to New York City to, like, on a budget, which I have, so like, the food is one of the things that kills you. Um, so that was, but, like, in terms of, like, the public transportation, how multi-ethnic it is, mm-hmm. how people just, like, how, like... That Peter lives in an apartment. Mm-hmm. It like it was very much like you know um, like his hobbies. The fact that he goes to a uh, public school that is specialized in science and technology. The fact that Flash Thompson to this way is a douchey DJ. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a jockey nerd. Yeah, that's what Flash Thompson is in this yeah. movie. He's a jockish nerd. No, it it all it all flows together pretty. It all flows together really nicely. Well, from that from that portion. That's what hits home with me too because when we got out of the theater. Uh, the, you know, you get out of theater with somebody and talk about the movie with them. What do yes. you think, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And the, the first thing that Ashley, my, that my girlfriend and I said was, you know, they, they finally did it right. But we didn't tell each other what that was. And I started explaining and I said, oh, they finally did, you know, they did Spider-Man right. He's a high school student. He's awkward. He loses. He makes mistakes. He's, he's a high school, you know, he's yeah. the most accurate portrayal. And, and Ashley goes, that's not what I was talking about. They like nailed like, 
uh, wow, the high school system in New York, multicultural, you know, they, they nailed all of that. So that was kind of No, they nailed yeah. it. I mean, and I think the multicultural portion worked even better because, like, Spider-Man is from Queens, yeah. and Queens is literally the most diverse neighborhood on the face of the planet. Right. Yeah. Like, National Geographic is like, it's like, that is Queens for you, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I know. So, I mean, I, I thought... That, so yeah, it. I mean, it's it's a good move. It's it's a good movie overall. But I do think that central tension of a trying to force in the Iron Man stuff and b forcing in the Iron Man stuff, where like, you know, where it's just like, it where basically Tony Stark is essentially supposed to be this mentor, good figure, but you keep on just like seeing just like this guy's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like the Vulture literally gave him far better and smarter advice, which is like forget about this and walk away. And I see the Avengers and the Spider-Man series like apples and oranges, personally. Yeah. So, for me to say that Spider-Man is one of the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, is I would probably agree with you all. Yeah. But then I'd also say that that's not fair. Right. Because I, I feel like it's... I feel like it's I a, want... It's a very good Spider-Man yeah. movie. It's a very good movie and a very good... To me, it's a very good yeah. movie and a very good Spider-Man movie, but... It's not she, a good MCU movie. Right. Once you bring it into the MCU, it's just totally different. It, it, this movie feels like a... Like I've been watching Sherlock recently, right? And it, and it feels like a like an episode of of a series or something because mm-hmm. we already know the origin story. There, there's it's like the Avengers movie. Unlike the Avengers movies, are not some dramatic like huge explosion battle against some alien race who's going to destroy the you know right. the world if he fails. It's just a guy stealing stuff and yeah. he's just trying to live his life in New York and it's awkward and right. it's, all, it's about high, a lot of high school drama. Yeah, and uh, well, growing and they, up. And they do and, make the point of. Of him not joining the Avengers, but st- staying on the ground, being mm-hmm. your neighbor friendly neighborhood, yeah. Spider-Man. It's still keeping it kind of that low key side of things, but yeah, good Spider-Man movie, great, fantastic Spider-Man movie, best one we've had in years, easy. Uh, yeah, best. Well, be- I mean, I have a special love for three, but that's about. I am about oh, the only person yes. who loves Spider-Man. Yes, three. that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, certainly better than either of the Amazing movies by yeah. far. Mainly because Tom Holland is far better than Andrew Garfield. So I, I never saw the Amazing Spider-Man movies, actually. Um, I've only seen the Tobey Maguire ones. I hated three, so. Um, <laughs> well, because here's the thing. Is that the second <clears throat> Tobey Maguire movie is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. That movie is like easily one of the, like, the greatest superhero movies ever made. Yeah. Who who's in that one again? Who's the villain? Alfred Molina is Doc Ock. Oh, right, Doc Ock. Yeah. And honestly, that. although in terms of like we're doing best in pantheons and stuff, like I would actually put the Vulture way up there in terms of like comic book villains, actually in any movie. Like I definitely think he's there with like Alfred Molina is the Joker. Uh, you know what's uh, we know what you meant. Yeah. No, the the who's the guy Doc who Ock. plays not no Alfred Mo, no sorry Alfred Molina is Doc Ock, but who's the guy? Who plays uh, in the Green Goblin? Oh, um, Willem Dafoe. Willem yeah. Dafoe is the Green Goblin. Heath Ledger is Willem Dafoe is, is really crazy. Is joke. Yeah, no, like <laughs> he's definitely way. He's definitely Loki. Like in terms of like the actual MCU continuity, uh, him Loki and actually Kurt Russell in Guardians Two yeah. really is a great villain he as is. well. Um, well, what's interesting it's about too bad he's dead. <laughs> I, I think it's a lot of it. <laughs> Come to the perspective of the director, because in the original Spider-Man trilogy, it's uh, Sam Raimi who did yeah. all like those old like yeah. a bunch of horror movies. Did uh, Evil Dead? Yeah, he directed Army Bruce, of Darkness. Which is which is why Bruce, so creepy. Well, that's why Bruce Campbell is in right. the first is in those movies. Those movies, right. yeah. 
And then this director, I was just looking him up. I forgot his Tom Watts or something like that. Yeah. John John Watts. Uh, I should get this. So, right. Something like that. Uh, he doesn't really hasn't really directed much of anything, and it's all been sort of like what this would be. <laughs> oh, also, um, their other two other great Queens Easter eggs was we finally got the Ramones yeah. in this, although. I'm still waiting for them to do to have the Ramones singing the Spider-Man theme. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting that since the first Spider-Man movie. They've been teasing it. They teased it in this. They teased it when that like street preserve said. But at least we got to have them do Blitzkrieg Bop, and also him having the Mets fan thing on his win as well. Totally accurate. Like that's where all the Mets fan lives. Our Queens. <laughs> um, so- sidebar: the it's almost worth it alone, like the price of mission just to watch the ending credits. They're so cool. Oh, like the, the ending, the animation, on little that. animation stuff. Also, the extra credit, the first extra credit scene was amazing. Yes, which is essentially after. So, the the vulture okay. so, initially spares Peter's life or gives him a choice to back out because he saves his daughter, Liz mm-hmm. Allen, and then Peter saves the vulture's life. And yeah. this, well, you want to say, say about that? Well, so, so no, my question is. Who was he talking to? Oh, Eric Ga- Scorpion. Okay. That's Scorpion right there. Um, okay. It's cause... like confirmed as Scorpion. He has the Scorpion tattoo. Right. I saw that, but I'm not familiar with Scorpion. So I was Maybe like, I. so I was like, I don't get what this reference is. Scorpion. They're teasing who the next one is going to be, but I don't know this villain. Scorpion in the, co- like, they're going to prob- they're going to do what they do with the Vulture. They're going to take elements of it and remake it. Like, in the comics, the Vulture is an old, greedy old man um, who, with no family who, yeah. like, crushes on Aunt May at one point. Yeah. And then sometimes he has, like, a life force-sucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpion in the comics is a private detective who gets screwed over and then gets a super suit to fight Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he's more of a gangster, so we'll probably get a super suit and fight him. But the great thing about the extra credit scene is, like, the guy who's the Scorpion is like, hey, I don't blame you for getting us locked up here. I blame Spider-Man, but I heard you know who he is. And then just like hard as fucking nails, Michael Keaton was like, if I knew who he is, he'd be dead, which right. Michael Keaton definitely knows who he is, but he doesn't want to kill Peter because he appreciate, he, you get throughout the whole that he likes and appreciates Peter Parker. He likes that his grit that even is down though, to the earth. Even though they're on the wrong side. There's a mutual, kind of a mutual respect there. Exactly. And then he's like, I got to go see my family now. And he just like walks off and he has like a smirk. And she's like. In fact, he even, even says that. Awesome. Yeah. When, he, when he meets him in the warehouse is the first thing he says. It's yeah. Like, you know, I, I like your grit. And I understand why my, my daughter likes you now. Because at first I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was what like, is this pansy? And just like, no. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Now, now I definitely get but, it. But I did miss this, whatever. The, I, that was when we left. So I, I saw that first ending thing and then I watched through the rest of the Ramones mm-hmm. credits and then we left. But you, you missed the one where like he's in the prison? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. If you have no, the... I ep- saw that. I didn't see the... Or maybe it's two. I didn't see the the, la- the latter one. Oh, the, the one with Captain America. Where, yeah, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, that's just a basically where he just says, you know, the the... the the importance of patience and how okay. sometimes patience doesn't pay off and sometimes it's disappointing. And yeah. It was, they were, they were trolling the audience. Okay, gotcha. I, w- uh, I will, I will say that I would have liked to have seen more of Peter's handler, Happy, mm-hmm. rather than, yeah. rather than Iron Man. Yeah. I think having the two of them, I felt kind of split it up too much, mm-hmm. but that if you had just had like Happy and maybe developed his character more and had him as sort of like a, Again, like a more down-to-earth mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other thing was Happy was a total dick throughout the entire yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was also, I guess, another thing why I was hating Iron Man. Yeah. It's just like, this is Iron Man who's destroying the who's just like tromping around the country, destroying everyone. And then there's this his bootlicker who's trying to like, go, who's trying to go up the rungs and doesn't even like listen to people when they're trying to save his butt. 
Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, there certainly are better movies, but uh, thank goodness for Michael Caden for stealing the show. And uh, yeah, um, free free the vulture. He free the vulture. The show. <laughs> um, if you want to hear more of this, you can find us at threeheadedboy.com slash spoilercast. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, as noted before. I want to thank uh, Tristan and Barra uh, for being with me on today on this show. And uh, until next time. I'm Barra. I'm Tristan. And we are your friendly neighborhood spoilercast. Back down. What they want.